Ah, Christmas. A beautiful, magical time of year. A time of laughter, joy, giving, and some rather creepy traditions. Christmas. Hey, Wanders! Welcome back to another Foolish Wanders podcast, a podcast about anything and everything. Today, we're going to be talking about some of the creepiest Christmas traditions. Ooh. I think we always start the podcast with ooh. We can't after do the yeah. title. <laughs> after like anything creepy or mysterious, it's just. I, no, I don't even think it's that anymore. I think it's anything. I think it's literally <laughs> we could be talking about paint and we'd go ooh. <laughs> It's so enthralling. I love so it. enthralling, everyone. Hmm. Well, our first topic is witch balls. So. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Wouldn't that just be called witch balls? <laughs> Warlock balls? <laughs> it could be anything. So the, the tradition of hanging toys and treats from Christmas trees is mostly a German origin. However, the tradition of glass-blown ornaments, or baubles, may actually be a part of a spooky idea dating back to at least the 17th century across Britain and Ireland, and they were called witch balls. So, (laughs) you're saying that, like, we're not talking about, like, body parts. This is, no, this is a thing that they made to warn off I don't know. I mean, I've seen those things hanging off truck hitches (laughs) before. Those are gross. Yeah, don't I don't do know that. what these people in England and Ireland were doing if they're hanging <laughs> those on the trees and saying that those are witch. I don't know what they're doing. Fair, yeah. So witch balls were glass bone f- spheres, sometimes layered on the inside with silver, and they were believed to ward off evil spirits. Dude, I've got like mercury um, antique. Not, they're not real, but you know, oh, mercury okay. antique um, glass balls mm-hmm. on my tree right now. Ooh, witch balls. Yep, they're witch balls. So they're <laughs> warding they're warding off spirits. Yeah, evil spirits, yeah. Well who's who's coming to get me? Krampus. Oh gosh. I'm gonna bring him up. I'm bring him up. <laughs> they just had like the run of the Krampuses not too long ago. I know. There was like a live stream on TikTok. It was quite entertaining. It was a live stream? It was a live stream. It was fantastic. Oh my goodness. Did you and you watched it? Yeah, just, just like a bit. couple minutes and I was like, Oh, this is cool and I scrolled on great costumes yeah they're pretty cool pretty intense really oh yeah yeah oh yeah on to the intensity of witch balls (laughs) okay so in a quote from the national national museum of ireland the oxford dictionary of english folklore states that their purpose was to quote attract and neutralize the evil eye of a passing witch either by reflect reflecting it back upon her or by puzzling her with the pattern the belief at the time was that the bright colors of the ball, after enticing the witch and possibly other darker spirits, would trap them inside of it and thus protect the home from such negativity. The witch balls also gained popularity among settlers of New England, who sometimes filled them with holy water for added protection. <laughs> so witch balls were originally placed in windows, but then, but why we moved what? them? Yeah, so they used to hang them in windows. Why? So wait, was this not Christmas and then it became a Christmas tradition? Like yes. were these witch okay. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry, so it's like I'm not <laughs> no, I'm 
Yeah, so he hung them in windows that way. If they're looking in your house, looking to cause some mischief or evil doings, they would catch the eye and then they'd be trapped inside because they would their silver would reflect it and somehow trap them in the. They'd the see spirit. the reflection and they would just get sucked in that ball. Yeah, pretty much. Just get sucked in the balls. Okay. Ooh, pretty shiny. Ooh, stuck. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay. So why we moved them to putting them on our trees is not fully known. It's not far-fetched, however, to suppose the people wanted to charm away spirits at a particularly particularly holy and important point of the year and saw an an opportunity in tree decoration. So they're kind of just like, move these pretty protection ornaments onto our trees so it's protected during Christmas. Theoretically. Theoretically. So it's kind of, it's not known exactly if this is a direct connection or how they moved from the windowsills to Mm -hmm. trees, but it's kind of like, they see the the similarities and yeah. Some New Englander was holding like a Christmas party and they just (laughs) randomly put it on there and then a bunch of people went, you know what? That makes more sense to have them on the tree than just it's like yeah. hanging on the w- window by the window sills, or just hanging mm-hmm. on the window. Yeah, makes more sense. Makes yeah. more sense. It's pretty. Mm-hmm. And I have some pictures actually, if you want to look at them. So they do some I- of them. <laughs> so Shouldn't some of them this actually be on like OnlyFans or something? <laughs> no. Which <laughs> Yeah, so they could be brightly colored, or there's like interesting designs inside to catch the witch's attention. That one's a blue ball. It's a blue ball. <laughs> For children. Sorry, you can't have this witch balls segment and not have me say these things. <laughs> I didn't even think about that, but yeah. Well, you put the picture on there and you didn't think I, I wasn't going to say like, Oh, Kendra is such an immature little child. <laughs> if I put this picture of a blue witch ball, like, blue the witch, witch has blue balls, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I found these on Wikipedia, and that, th- that thought did not cross my mind, and now... Wikipedia's full of little trolls. That's true. Yeah. So they put it on there, yeah. Yep. So the witch's ball is actually used today. <laughs> I'm sorry, listeners, we're children. Um, so they're used today extensively throughout Sussex, England. And continues to hold great superstition with regard to warding off evil spirits. So they're still used in the traditional methods today in Sussex. Like traditional methods, like I'm gonna, I need to, you know, fortify this house. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna put these balls, which is balls, on my windows. So if yes. she's okay, so I'm not like putting balls on a Christmas tree. So I was like, I do that. Well, yeah. So like my my tree's full of witches' balls. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I know they, just, they hang them up in their doorways or their windows. Got and stuff. it. All yeah. year long. <laughs> That's actually kind of neat. I did not yeah, know is. where the Christmas ornament ball came from. Theoretically, yeah. It's kind of cool. Theoretically. Theoretically. <laughs> we think. We don't we know. Think. No one wrote anything down. <laughs> yeah. No one, nobody in their diary went, I just was at Sarah Hansen's Christmas party and I saw that she had put her witch balls in the most logical, pretty place on her Christmas tree. I will now start the trend on TikTok and I will post it to all of you. What is TikTok for back then? Like, is it just a paper? Oh, Oh, TikTok? It's just a clock. (laughs) It's just a clock with pictures on it. (laughs) No, it would just be like a paper, like a gossip paper, like a little gossip pamphlet. Gossip column. Yeah. Okay. That's that's what it would be. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, yeah. No, Katrina, it's a damn cuckoo clock. It is, though. Oh, man. Okay. Next one. We move on to the March of the Wren, which Kendra... don't like it. You might approve, actually, which is kind of sad. But here we go. I'm excited. I'm intrigued. <laughs> I might approve. Might the approve. March of the Wren. What are they? Like, March of stomping, the Wren. marching on wrens? Uh, close. Um, yeah, I know it. <laughs> is this so, a Scandinavian tradition? It's Irish. Oh, I like these people too. Oh. <laughs> I should say that I'm married to one. <laughs> okay. So in Ireland, Christmas celebrations extended beyond December 25th and up until rather recently involved bird unaliving. <laughs> so I don't know if I can like, actually Wait. say the, the real words, but yes, what? Bird unaliving. Unaliving. If you are a fan of TikTok, this is another word for offing someone or something. So, yes. Oh, because you can't say murder? Yes. Oh. <laughs> I'm getting cancelled or like flagged or whatever. I don't care. Yeah. Word is a word. It's in the dictionary. That's true. And it's also a bunch of crows. Bird. Or is it ravens? I don't, I don't know. Anymore. Okay, one of the two. One of the two. <laughs> okay. So I think it's a cr- I gotta look it up now. It's gonna bug me for the rest of my okay. life. Okay, pause for Googles. I think it's crows. I think it's crows, because Edgar Allan Poe, I think, was... Like, it reminds me of him. But the raven. I don't know. Yep, crows. It's crows. Yeah, yeah I was right. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what did I see? So according to regional Irish tradition, St. Stephen's Day, or Stephen's Day, on the 26th of December, was celebrated by offing a, or killing a wren. Wow! <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, it placed, then placing it atop of a decorated pole and taking it from house to house in a procession. Like the dead carcass? Like the... Why? Okay. Why yeah, wouldn't it's, you it's, just, um... like, kill one, like, 20 years ago and then just have it stuffed... Like taxidermied and then just stick it on the pole. That's that's a very good question. I do not like, know. I wouldn't want like, some bloody, like rotting stump of a bird that you have to off every year. See, yeah, I don't like yeah. this one. Yeah. Okay. Well, then they would take this pole with the dead wren on it, and they would sing around and demand money. So, like, they're coming to your house <laughs> yeah. with this dead bird on a stick, and they're like, yeah. "You don't give us money, we're gonna shove this dead carcass in your face." Pretty much, yes. Yes. So, the precise origins of the idea of Ren deaths are unclear. It could be a reference reference to an idea that Saint Stephen himself was betrayed by a Ren. Well, he shouldn't be a saint, then. Yeah, there's a lot of saints that... That would be a good podcast. Like, Saint Olga of Kiev, um, Ukraine. What'd she do? Oh, it's a whole thing. This will be a good podcast. So, Saint Stephen was... Betrayed by a wren. Yes. How is he? I mean, I know okay. birds are evil. Wait, did he die because the 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 um the pressure in the air changed, causing the birds all to fly lower to the ground than higher up, and then it like stabs him in the neck, and, like the artery, and he bled out. Because I have that um what's it called where it probably won't happen, but it could happen. Fear. It's like a you just have a fear. <laughs> it's, ir- it's like a, no, it's irrational. It's an irrational oh, yeah. like, re- like fear. But that will happen one day to me. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that will happen, but it's never impossible. I guess. If, okay. If so. I ever went to like one of those fortune teller, like, gl- like you know, witch ball readers, not witch balls, but like the glass ball readers, you know? Uh-huh. And they were like, I was like, how? They're like, do you want to know how you're going to die? And I say, ah, sure. And they say, you'll be killed when the pressure in the atmosphere 
drops and the birds fly lower to the ground, and you'll be stabbed to death by a by a pigeon. I will walk around wearing like bub- either bubble wrap or like uh, I will buy on eBay a uh, like armor, like a knight's like knight armor. <laughs> and I will walk around like life. that. Yep. Yeah. I'm trying to find Okay, maybe I found it. So actually Saint Stephen was the first martyr of the Catholic Church, which is interesting. Oh, okay. So what happened apparently he was hiding from um people that were trying to stone him to death. And a wren betrayed him by giving away his position. So, naughty, the wren naughty. was a rat. Yeah. Yes. Naughty, naughty. Okay. <laughs> you know what back. snitches get, Katrina. You know candy. No, snitches don't oh, get candy. Dang it. You know what snitches get? Stitches. Yeah, they get murdered and then shoved on a pole and like dangled in front of villagers' faces for, for money. money. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's what snitches get it's a amazing holiday okay <laughs> so so the precise origins of the idea of wren deaths are unclear it could be reference to the idea that saint Stephen himself was betrayed by a wren i already read that but okay mm-hmm. um or perhaps it started from a legend about wrens exposing hiding sorry exposing hiding irish villagers during a viking raid in the 700s and you know what i say about snitches they get shoved out a pole and dangled for monies. Yep. <laughs> okay. So the tradition known as going on the wren or Jenny hunting. <laughs> going on a- the wren? Yeah, I think it, yeah, just like parading around a wren, I guess. I don't know. Or Jenny hunting has been recorded all the way up to the 1930s in County Sligo and the Isle of Man. Well, that's People- good that they stopped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so people who give pennies to bury the wren might also receive a feather from the wren itself to protect against bad luck. Why would I want a feather from a dead carcass on a pole? <laughs> For good luck. It's just like all messed up. No, no. <laughs> it's messed up. It's so messed up. It is. This tradition still persists in some specific parts of Ireland. However, it no longer requires unaliving a beautiful wren. <laughs> so did they no, no. finally like get some common sense and just be like hey let's just taxidermy this one wren that can be re- reused for years and years and years and years and years to come instead probably of- yeah they probably saw the there was not much point to killing an innocent wren in the situation and they figured out a different way to celebrate they went it. to the local hobby lobby and bought a beautiful <laughs> decoy <laughs> yep all right next one we have is a quite disturbing centerpiece at your christmas dinner table yay so before the turkey and all the delicious trimmings upper class celebrations of christmas in the 1500s in england might have involved a particularly disturbing centerpiece a boar's head well you eat the cheese from the brain right eat the brain cheese brain cheese you can yeah yeah. right yeah yeah something like that yeah yeah this is normal right in some cultures, yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah. So we know from a carol dating to the 1520s that it was part of a Christmas tradition to bring a boar's head with a quote, garlands gay of rosemary to the table. Oh, so it's just like in like a bed of rosemary? Like yeah. Bed? Like really pretty rosemary, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yep. I do like rosemary as a seasoning. Nice. I don't. So. <laughs> you don't? I don't really like I like a little bit of flavor. I don't like eating the actual rosemary herb. Like I like oh, the flavor, but not the the sticks. Oh eat the stick. <laughs> I don't you know which one I don't like? 
Hmm. I wonder, I'm wondering about your take on this. Cilantro. I think it tastes like soap. So you have that gene. I don't. I like Wait, cilantro. it's a gene? It's a thing, yeah. So some people t- think it tastes like soap because it's like a gene thing that some people have it, some people don't. So it's like, it's not that you're, yeah, it's a weird DNA thing. That's cool. It is. <laughs> I gotta yeah. look this up later. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. Because Mr. Kendra doesn't think it tastes like soap. See? He, he likes is. it a lot. And I'm like, I don't want to buy it because it tastes like <laughs> soap to me. It's disgusting. Yeah. yeah. There's a couple, I think, different foods that people have opinions like that because it's like their genetics that make it taste different. Oh, that is so cool. Mm-hmm. It is, yeah. All right. So this boar's head uh, would be brought to the table while singing a particular song about its origins and the threat the boar proposed to civilized people while it was alive. So they would sing about this dangerous beast as they brought its head to the table. Festive. So this thing was gonna stab you until <laughs> I stabbed it 36 times. <laughs> then we decapitated it before it told we did that it said its name was Francis. <laughs> Wow, this is too personal. We're moving and on. Now Francis comes here on a platter of rosemary. So the boar's head was served as the first course and was meant to be eaten with a delicious mustard sauce. Mm-hmm. The head, so, yeah, the brain. You're only the eating brain. the brain, right? Yeah. Well, there's like muscle, like cheeks and stuff too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cheek is good. I think tongue too. Tongue's supposed to be pretty good. I don't want to but- try it. <laughs> I don't want to. Okay. My great grandma used to really like cow's tongue. I know that. Did she? Yeah. It's supposed to be like a really good steak. Like, um. I don't. I don't want. I don't know how she ate it. <laughs> I always just imagined her like just having it like, like cold. But I don't know. Oh. How she, I don't know what she did. I think heated up would be okay. Like in thin strips, I think it'd be pretty good. But... That might be probably like fry it, like thin strips and fry it. Maybe mm-hmm. then I would okay, anything it, yeah. fried. I'd eat. <laughs> My great grandma ate like cloves of garlic whole. Like Did every she day, really? yeah. She thought it was like gonna like the healthiest thing. It was just eat like pop a clove of garlic in your mouth and yeah. go about your day. <laughs> yeah, I think I've heard of that before too. Yeah, I don't know. Also, real olive oil. I think it's like you take a spoonful of that every day. Oh, I couldn't. Oh, I couldn't do it. No way. <laughs> All right. So a particularly fancy recipe from a French cookbook in the nineteen twenty or sorry in the fourteen twenties involved gilding the boar's head with gold leaf and then putting canned-for-dipped candles in its mouth so that it would look like that... it was breathing fire. Awesome! <laughs> Can you imagine just gilded head with the fire? That like, is so cool. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, our That's tradition. the most epic thing. <laughs> Martha Stewart has to have this in her next cookbook. Has great. to. Yeah, bring it back. Oh, that is so Very cool. great, yeah. So one particular college in Oxford continues this tradition of a boar's head on Christmas with an accompanying legend that a scholar wandering in the woods near the college came across a wild boar and defeated it by shoving his philosophy book down his throat. (laughs) 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 And a few other colleges and schools in the U.S. have the same tradition, but with much less exciting origins. They hit them with a um, women's and gender studies book. They just started reading it and the boar died. It fell asleep. It fell asleep and it died and never woke up. Yeah. All right. Next one. Alcoholic raisins for children. Oh, no. (laughs) No, Billy. Why are you slurring your words and you can't? Billy, you're drunk. Go home. (laughs) 
relatives of this tradition dates back to at least the 1600s in England and is re referenced in many famous works written by Shakespeare, Dickens, Austen, and Agatha Christie. Oh, there's a lot of mentions of this. So the idea of playing Snapdragon or Flapdragon on Christmas Eve is now lost, but it was a standard part of the season for hundreds of years. The British lexicographer Francis Gross wrote about the rules in 1811. So, quote, Raisins and almonds being put into a bowl of brandy and the candles extinguished. The spirit is led on fire and the company yes. scramble for the raisins. I love this. This <laughs> sounds like the best days. Christmas like um like dinner or like get together ever. It's like the gilded <laughs> boar's head with the candles in his mouth and then you're lighting mm -hmm. like playing like um like um bobbing for apples from hell with like the <laughs> shit you know it's on fire. Yeah. This sounds awesome. Anything with mm -hmm. fire I'm in. Okay. This I don't know if I should Christmas be worried party. or... <laughs> a little bit, yeah. But <laughs> it sounds like fun. <laughs> um, Mr. Kendra's um, dad used to be a firefighter. And he says that all firemen are arsonists secretly because they're all interested in fire. I can see We're that. We're not arsonists, but you know, what's, that, what's the word where you're like really attracted to fire? What is it? Oh, I can't um, look it up now. There's a lot of Google going on on a <laughs> Monday night. Oh, what is it called? I, I, um, I don't, I don't know. I gotta look. I'm Googling. <laughs> okay. What's it called? How does it bring up Megan? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Google brought up Meghan Markle and I don't know how. For arsonist? <laughs> That's concerning. <laughs> okay. So moving on. I don't want to know. Yeah, I don't either. Flaming raisins. Okay. So the fun lay in the fact that the flaming raisins were boiling hot and had to be extinguished by putting them in your mouth. And yes, it was... Ow. Yes. And it was played by particularly children. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh so unsurprisingly, unsurprisingly, it died out in the 1900s as people started to be less happy about putting out fires and giving children serious burns. <laughs> So the modern British tradition of soaking the Christmas pudding in brandy and setting it alight just before eating, though, may well have come from this in its origin. That sounds awesome, too. Yeah. Have you ever taken... My dad was telling me about jelly bean shots, where it's like a shot, you light on fire, and you blow it out and take the shot. I've done that. Have I you? didn't know that's what it was called, though. I don't know if it's like a certain one or if it's all of them. I don't know. But I've seen them like on TikTok, and they freak me out a little bit because... In it's like, not oh, hot. It's freaky. It's <laughs> like the glass will get hot if you let it like sure for a long mouth. time yeah but yes you, you just like look at it and you go ooh, and then yeah then you go ooh, and then you just blow it out and take it yeah what freaks me out though is like if you're in like a well-lit room you can't see the flame so like, you don't know if you got it out or if it like spilt somewhere like, there's been horror stories of people <laughs> spilling these shots in accident oh no and then they light fires and you don't know where it's spreading necessarily because it's in a like a well-lit room so oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of dangerous those are cool i want to do that I'm yeah look it up for christmas <laughs> okay so the next one i have is the young bishop so if you lived in the late medieval period in england and hung around fancy courts of noblemen law schools or colleges at oxford and cambridge you would have most likely witnessed some hilarity around christmas so all three of these locations elected a small boy around Christmas called the Lord of Misrule. What? The Lord of Misrule. Which I've heard of, but Who I didn't know where it came from. Misrule. Like, What's Misrule? Mischief. Mischief. Oh, the, like a little imp. Okay. 
<laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. In this Lord of Misrule, we'd conduct all the celebrations for Christmas. So medieval England held these celebrations where the social hierarchy was turned on its head a few times in the year, but the Lord of Misrule at Christmas was one of the cutest versions. They were in charge of all the parties of the court, from elaborate balls to big feasts, and were paid court just as if they were real nobles. So they got paid to do their job. And it was like a little boy? <laughs> a little child, yeah. So cathedrals did the same, electing a boy bishop every year from the boy choristers who performed all the religious ceremonies of the cathedral from December 28th onwards, including giving sermons. What? what? <laughs> It's like these little boy would sit, like sit in the front of the church and give a sermon, like talk about stuff. What if he just like came and was like making up stuff? So yes, actually, there was a quite awkward sermon um, from a boy bishop who um, apparently, in front of the entire church, said that his wish was that all of his school teachers would be hung. <laughs> <laughs> so Merry Christmas! <laughs> Merry Christmas! I want you dead. Oh, this is yeah. This You've is, taught your last. Spelling lecture. <laughs> no more spelling tests. No more spelling me. tests. Yeah. Oh my yeah, gosh. So this is why. Like, <laughs> this is why we cannot have nice. Bad things. boy bishop. Bad. <laughs> I don't think he lasted very long. Of course not. You can't just have a little boy be in charge of stuff like that. Uh-uh. Have a little girl do it, you know. <laughs> more like psychological warfare, like, you know, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bad ideas. <laughs> Alright, our next one is Wassail, a Yuletide Cider Festival. Or the origins Ooh. of mulled wine. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we most so we mostly know about the word Wassail from old carols nowadays, but from the medieval period in England and onwards it involved sharing apple spiked drinks like lamb's wool which involved heating apples until they exploded in boiling alcohol and then adding spices. This is so... These are, like, the best, like, Christmas parties I've ever heard of. I, I like my this old wine. <laughs> huh? Exploding apples. Exploding apples, you know, all this fire. This little, like, imp boy I could do without, but, you know. <laughs> you don't want the tiny bishop? Yeah, I don't want that, and I don't want the dead birds. I want, okay, yeah. you know, but the rest right. of this sounds awesome. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, while you be making your exploded apple drink, uh, you'd be wishing each other good cheer. Uh, let's see. So some people took vast bowls of Vasile from house to house in order to spread goodwill. In, in, in apple-centric rural areas, though, the tradition of Vasiling around the 12 days of Christmas took on more elaborate forms, some of which actually still continue to this day. So to to Wasil means going out to visit the orchard in a giant procession on the twelfth day of Christmas, singing happy songs to the trees to ensure a good harvest and to protect them from evil spirits. And they would go out and holler and scream to keep ghosts away. Holler? Like yelling at the air? Yeah, they just yell like, go away! Yeah. Might have just been drunk. Uh, yes, most likely, yes. Yep, yep. Yep. <laughs> All right, so and sometimes they would ask small boys to oh, hang to- stop with the little boys. <laughs> they would ask them to hang toast soaked in cider on the boughs of the trees to attract good spirits in the form of birds. Ew. <laughs> yes. And then everybody would then share in a vaseline cup full of cider and generally have a very good drunken time. Generally. <laughs> Yes. 
like this to track the good party. spirits. I like the hey, good toast. spirits. I like that the good spirits live in birds after we just had, um, <laughs> we just finished talking about the story where this wren snitched on a bunch of people. Yeah. Yep. 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 Good spirits. Yay, good spirits. Yes. <laughs> on people getting them killed woo yeah good times so i have some fun doodles for you to illustrate the vaseline and singing to trees yes <laughs> the first one looks like it's a mob it's like an angry mob of like uh-huh. villagers going after frankenstein <laughs> it does but it's like their modern day cider festival and they go out and sing to trees it still kind of looks like scary it does, yes. Anything with pitchforks and like, well, I don't see a pitchfork, but I just. I was gonna say, I don't see pitchforks. They're like those, but you know, they're, they're, they're huge torches. Mm hmm. All yeah. they're missing is a pitchfork. <laughs> but it's a <Yeah>. hate mob. <laughs> All right, and our last one that we have is Mary Lloyd. This is one that Kendra sent to me and kind of sparked some of this podcast. So, the celebration of Mary Lloyd, or I've also seen it um, as Grey Mary or Holy Mary, which is interesting because this is not really connected at all. <laughs> I would never, if any, if you showed me a picture of what they do with this Mary Lloyd, I would no. never be like, hmm, Holy Mary. Oh, I, I, I did find another article that explains the connection between the two, but okay. we'll get into that. It's so, so weird. This is like the weirdest thing I've seen. Very weird. I've been not- holding on to this for a while. Yeah. And I'll, um, I'll leave a link if you guys want to check out this article that I found because they actually have a video of this thing going around door to door. You can oh, check it it's out. going viral now. Oh, this is like an old video. Oh, okay. But it's like a YouTube I video. I thought maybe it was like on TikTok. It was going viral, and I was like, "Darn, I don't think so." It should. We'll see. It's really good. <laughs> it should. It should go viral. So Mary Lloyd originated in South Wales and is still celebrated in the region of Glamorgan. Good Glamorgan. job. Thank we you. definitely didn't say it right because it's, <laughs> it's, it's Welsh and it makes no sense. But we tried. I'll try to look it up later. Looks like glam organ. Yes, very beautiful organs. Um, Bedazzled organs. Ooh, gilded with gold. And My liver light. wears juicy couture. <laughs> it is a glam organ. No, that is not glam. <laughs> <gasps> okay, so Mary Lloyd is actually one of the creepiest Christmas traditions in the world. It's awesome. <laughs> so Mary Lloyd is itself is a dead horse dressed up and put up on a pole. It's a skull. It's not the dead it's horse. horse. It's just a it's horse a, skull. It's a horse skull. And it it's visits your home and it's singing rhymes outside your door. <laughs> yeah. And it is amazing and very beautiful. <laughs> so the Welsh government describes the celebration as, quote, people made a horse figure from a horse's skull with decorative ears and eyes attached. They adorned <laughs> it with colorful reins, bells, and ribbons, and wrapped it with a white sheet that is carried around on a pole. Yep, so the person <laughs> holding the horse skull is hiding under this sheet. Yeah, it's, it's odd. It's awesome. <laughs> I've seen it where they take, like, Christmas balls or witches balls, witches balls, and they put those as the eyes. And they make, like, okay, eyes in the horse skull. Yep. That's funny. Yep. So the Mary Lloyd and its party would go door to door, singing and challenging the families inside to a battle of rhyming insults in Welsh. And it's a rap end. battle. It's you're <laughs> having a rap battle with a horse skeleton. Oh man! Are you this is why it's battle? so cool. <laughs> yes. So at the end of the battle of wits, known as Ponco, um, the group would be invited into the house for refreshments. Alcohol. Yeah, <laughs> most likely is. Yep. So the married Lloyd 
celebration dates back to pre-Christian times and seems to have once been a part of a New Year of New Year's celebrations, but has now become part of Welsh Christmas folklore. Yep. So it's like a pagan, old pagan holiday. Pagans had the best holiday stuff. <laughs> so it's cool. very like odd. It's so, very unusual. So yeah, so the person inside of the house mm-hmm. needs to sing back with excuses of why uh, Mary Lloyd can't come in. And it goes oh. back and forth through having this like rap poetry slam battle. <laughs> so it goes back and forth until somebody gives up. Yeah. And then if the person in the house can't respond, um, they let then you then have to let the skull in, and then you have they raid your pantry and they drink all of your alcohol. So, oh goodness! Could you yeah. imagine there's like two or three of these things come into your house every day? And, like once, like like all like trick or treaters, like these are the trick or treaters from hell. But like you have to have a rap battle, like poetry slam with them, and then they'll take all your Stay alcohol. Out. Yes. Yep. No, I can't imagine this. But this sounds just—it's just so interesting. Yeah. Next year for Halloween, I'm gonna see somebody dressed up as Mary Lloyd coming to my house, and I'm gonna scream. But it's Christmas. <laughs> True. <laughs> yes. So okay. So I found the uh, why it's Mary Lloyd is kind of associated <laughs> with Holy Mary in the Christian Church. So, um, so like I said, it's also translated to Gray Mary. Um, some scholars have linked her to a legend connected to the Nativity story. What? A- so a pregnant horse sent out of the stables when mary arrived to have jesus she spent dark days roaming the land trying to find somewhere new to have a foal many mari fans believe that the character to have come from pre-christian pagan origins however said this is impossible to prove but there's definitely something timelessly terrifying about her so that's kind of like the it's from pre-christian times so you yep. can't really say it's like connected yep. to her but this is right. kind of just somebody's this is little just their the way dark. of being like yeah this is why she's spooky and yep. travels around and drinks your alcohol. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> she's so, so elegant. Yes, beautiful. Adorned with ribbons and flashy outfits. Yes. She really works that um she works that white drapery. <laughs> is that what it is? Close, yeah. Ribbons in her hair. Oh yeah. Beautiful. Great. Not nightmare endorse- inducing at all. Nope. No. She's gonna come sing to you. Oh, yes. Christmas caroler from hell. <laughs> Literally, though. <laughs> Alright, so some resources that I used for this podcast include whales.com, uh, which is the country of Wales. Yep. Um, bustle.com and Wikipedia, of course. Of always. Yes. We stand Wikipedia here. Yes, we do. It's a good, good but I've resource. I've never given them money. <laughs> you know, like this time of year when they're like, "Please give us a dollar, anything," and I'm like, "Scroll down, scroll down, scroll down. Don't need to yeah. see." I feel bad. Oh, now it says too. It says uh, Wikipedia is not for sale. They had to say that. I wonder if they've gotten like sued. Elon or Musk. I don't know. I wonder if like people have been like, "Well, I own a part of it because I donated to you." So now you like. I wonder if that's become a thing, and so now they have know. to say that it's not for sale. But we t- accept donations. I wonder. Mystery. <laughs> now we have to add that. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yes. All right, Wanderers. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. And we hope you enjoyed this Christmas special. This kind of uh, creepy, spooky special, maybe a little bit. Um, if you enjoy- it's Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And happy holidays. Yes. Happy, you merry, whatever you celebrate. Yes. Are Light we... some brandy and raisins oh. on fire. Yes, do not burn your mouth, though. That's dangerous. This kind of takes a swig. 
Of water. Oh, okay. With my water <laughs> bottle that's adorned with the Foolish Wanderers podcast logo oh, sticker on it. Gorgeous. Bring it everywhere. I do a free billboard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just a heads up, Wanderers. We're going to take next week off to celebrate Christmas with our families. So, how? <laughs> Ray just jumped and hit my hand with her claws. She just gave me a high five. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> He's excited that we're having a week off. She's, she's like, yay. very excited. Yes, she's ecstatic. All right, so we'll be we'll, we'll be back the following week though. On what day is that? Let's is that see. the new year? I think it is. Yes. Oh my mm. gosh! Is this the last yeah. episode of the year? It is. That's this that's is weird. the last not this FWP <laughs> episode of the year. This is the finale. Oh man, we will return though on January fourth, twenty twenty three. Twenty twenty three. We will be back. <laughs> And yes. bigger and stronger than ever. Ho ho ho! Yes, there's many new, new stories to tell and adventures to take. Yes, I don't know if I go. We go on adventures. <laughs> I mean, I, we just kind of sit here in front of a microphone. Yeah, but we adventure in our mind and on the internet. So you know, true. We Google a lot. We oh goodness, Google has lots of our information. Too scary stuff they have. <laughs> yeah. All right, Wanderers. If uh, if you have any suggestions for any future episodes for the new year, please feel free to email us at fwplisteners at gmail.com. And as always, new episodes of the FWP are released weekly from wherever you get your podcast from, including this place that you're listening to right now. And if you'd like, you don't have to, but we'd really appreciate it if you would consider leaving us a five-star review these for christmas for christmas all i want for christmas is a five-star review (laughs) hit it mariah carey (laughs) all right wonders thank you so much for listening and we'll see you guys next time next year next year gonna stab you until i stabbed it 36 times then we decapitated it before it told we did that it said its name was francis and now francis comes here on a platter of rosemary